and this is Unrelegated, recording live from our studio at Hudson FC on this uh, pre-international break um, Tuesday. Yeah. Cheers for breaks. And uh, Honestly. Yeah. It's, I a think good, it's coming in at a good time. Everybody needs a break. Oh, everybody. Eight Every- and 28 and then none in 26. So yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, break man. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Give me a break. All right. So... Uh, first, uh, welcome Devin back. Uh, appreciate you Hello. coming on uh, last minute. Uh, always great to have you on, and that's going to work out because we have some things to talk to you about as well. Yeah, man. Uh, some new and exciting stuff that's going on. It's like we've been hanging out with you for a while now, so <laughs> I feel like it's like it's bound yeah, to it's bound to happen. It's yeah. kind of weird. No, yeah. it's it's enjoyable. We had a lot of fun in New York City, and I'm sure we got a lot of things to talk about there. And yeah, you know, we got games and. All but kinds we'll get of international to it. We'll get to games. It. Don't tease. Okay, I'm Stop sorry. teasing. Sorry. I know, I know. But <laughs> if you're a, if you're a loyal follower of our various social media accounts, you're probably well aware of all that stuff. But we're gonna go ahead and fill you in anyways, just in case you haven't been catching up on all the latest things that we've been putting out. So yep. we'll go ahead and touch on that. Uh, Kelly, uh, just recently, I saw some pictures. You were at a photo shoot um, at Midway Pub, right? I was. What was that so, about? So um, Terry from Footy Mob hit me up, and like right at I talked about it actually at the tailgate for the Chicago game. But she was like, "Hey, a bunch of us are getting together to do sort of like a Heather style soccer promo uh, for the Women's World Cup at uh, Midway." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, absolutely! Include me on that. I can." Um, Bring some of my kits because I had a U.S., France, and Malta kit. So I just brought kits. I ended up wearing the New Zealand kit because uh, somebody gave that to me, which was quite interesting because I was wearing an all-black kit uh, in the middle of, uh, like, three. So, like, it was yeah. super hot, right? But it was it was a lot of fun. We had a, a really quick shoot time. I had a mimosa that they had. With Why are Thursday. they doing this stuff? What's going on? With so that? what they're doing is in participation with soccer in the streets, they're selling these things called passports at the actual Midway pub. And so when you go there, you buy a passport, the passport's $10, but it basically you collect these stamps. Um, and depending on whichever country you get, if the country wins or things like that, you get like discounts and stuff going on with that. So it's like, like bingo, passport it's, bingo. Yeah. It's like drinking passport bingo. Passport bingo. <laughs> it's drinking passport bingo. So it's absolutely incredible. If you get a chance, uh, you should definitely head to Midway. They're going to be doing all of the Women's World Cup games. They're going to be huge crowds there. Go get your passport. And by the way, which I think is one of the coolest things about the passport, is you don't get to choose your team. They gave you this this bin of passports, and you literally just, it's the luck of the draw. So you could end up with, like, Team USA, but you could also end up with, like, Team Scotland. China, Team yeah. Scotland, yeah. Team Nobody. Team team that has no clear-cut chance of winning, it's, it's the risk you take. But in the reality, you're paying and you're supporting for soccer in the yeah. streets. And, I can't, and that's what I, matters. I can't wait to get into the Women's World Cup. I think it's going to be so competitive it's gonna be the best. Year. It's going to be the best Women's World Cup you've ever seen. And there's going to be teams like Thailand coming out of nowhere with some superstar players. Yep. You know, so I think it's yeah. going to be. There's going to be the old guard, of course, like the, the United States and Brazil and, and China and Norway and Germany. But and England. And France and, and England. France as and there's England. so many good teams that... It, there's so many good. And teams. then, uh, in, t- in terms of some other stuff, uh, Byron Ryan, if, uh, Ryan, sorry, Byron Ryan. If you don't know who he is, um, Ryan Gibson, our Ryan, man from South Carolina. Ryan Gibson uh, has a very popular um, uh, sort of uh, blog that he does, Facebook uh, site uh, on Bayern Munich, as well as his Instagram has yeah. like tens and tens of thousands of followers. And uh, he uh, spent some time in Germany, met all the uh, his sort of icon, favorite icons. Yeah, he got to spend in, a lot of time with, with in uh, Germany with Frank Ribery. Well, he then came to Atlanta, and Devin and I were able to get him hooked up with some uh, some some seating, and and then he was able to, uh, thanks to Chicago Fire, meet 
Schweinsteiger at the event. So that was pretty cool to see him at the yeah. tailgate and hanging out. Um, and uh, I don't have his social media account in front of me. so It's we'll, Bayern underscore Ryan. Bayern underscore Ryan. Yeah. So go check him out, especially if you're a fan of Bayern Munich. Uh, you want it from an American take, and uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, from of German heritage, so he's an international <laughs> yeah. ambassador too, and, and yeah. literally a wealth of not you know. There's not a plastic fan by any fact, you know. Histor- fans a historian, you know, a historian of the club, and also to the uh, the a survivor of uh, his ocular melanoma was yes. was the and cancer then a that he had. Driving, uh, yeah, uh, distracted accident, driving, distracted yeah, driving. Yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody hit him and, and I believe broke both of his legs. And right. You know, did some damage to his knees. He's so been through a lot. So he's definitely uh, been through a lot. He's a Navy veteran. He's all, you know, he's, he's a great guy. I love you, Ryan. And uh, I was glad that, uh, you know, not only were you able to meet Frank Ribery and be there for them to win not only the Bundesliga title, but also the Deutsche Pokal because the team took him to, to Berlin for that yeah. match, uh, you know, for us to be able to, to, to make what we made happen with Atlanta United and Chicago Fire. Shout out to Jamie Chin and Nicole Hack from Chicago yes, Fire. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you, Matt Moore from Atlanta United, uh, for your help as well. Cheers, Prost. Thank you so much. Yes. And Bastian Schweinsteiger, thank you for taking the yes. time. Yes. Dax and, McCarty and as well, McCarty apparently. As well, yeah. yeah, and uh, so uh, I think WrestleMania is next up on the list uh, for, for Ryan, so we'll have to, we'll have to get that done. Um, so, guys, in case you don't know, we are an uncensored, self-deprecating soccer lifestyle podcast and content creation team with myself, Kelly Francis, and Jessica Charman. And we're focused on covering Atlanta soccer. You know, uh, it's supporters culture, you name it, including player highlight videos, doing music videos, vlogs, all that fun stuff. And we'll talk about some of that stuff uh, here coming up. Uh, Bar just, mitzvahs, tailgates, yeah, quinceañeras. You, know. fa- you need us, <laughs> yeah. we're there. You need us to DJ for you. Uh, <laughs> you, you want to have a, a birthday party for your dog? I don't no know why worries. I did that in an accent. We'll Kelly will DJ. Jay and Jay will be the Zoltan security man. There. Yeah, just uh, the fee is a bottle of wine uh, and, a, <laughs> and a, a Coke Zero. Uh, Don't say that. <laughs> uh, we're cheap dates. Uh, so uh, to recap, you know, Devin, uh, like I said, alluded to earlier, uh, having you on is convenient because yeah. uh, we all went, with, along with Tanner McLeod from Atlanta United Fan TV as well, yes, sir. went up to New York City for uh, the New York Red Bulls match. Uh, we flew up there on a Friday. Kelly got there before us on a Thursday. Uh, she was crashing in Brooklyn. We got an Airbnb in Harlem. And we documented uh, that entire adventure, uh, everything from meeting up with the Cooligans in their the studio. The entire adventure, at all Madis- 750 yeah. gigs. Yeah, 750 gigabytes of footage. <laughs> Um, a lot we could have made a movie, but we just decided not to do that. A lot yeah. of uh, like 16-hour days and then another five or six hours uh, for me doing some stuff after that, copying footage and all that every day. It was literally like uh, coffee and naps <laughs> for Jay, but no, it was amazing, man. It was, it was an opportunity to show... Uh, you know, a traveling perspective, kind of like if you get a trip dropped in your lap. Yeah. You know, like somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, we're going to New York for the for the game on Sunday, but we get there on Friday. So, what do you want to do?" Right. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. And I thought that uh, you know the way that we were able to shoot that and shoot everything and, and just have so much fun and see everything and the love that we were shown. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I mean, there's so many people to thank. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's do talk about it. So yeah. uh, we we went we met with the Cooligans up Madison Square Garden. We had a tremendous. Which, by the way, how cool is that that we get to talk about soccer at the top of Madison yeah. Square Garden? I mean, it's great. Uh, they, you, you know, you do you do the walk in, and it's it's totally legit. I mean, it's yeah. it's OG, OG podcast, yes. Cumulus yeah. Radio Network, huge you know. studios, cameras, lights. It and was uh, it's always cool when you walk into a place and your name's on the list, and they print out a card with your face with on your it. face yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, and then you walk through the, it, I don't Security. know, I mean, it, it's the it's the little things that, you know, that, that make life special. But I mean, you know, shout out to Christian and Alexis. That was just the beginning of the weekend with them. Yeah. You know, but that podcast with, with the, the fans in the crowd and the, the energy we was had, awesome. There must have been at least uh, 
12 or 13 people yeah. uh, in the studio. Five clubs represented. Uh, yes. Not just Atlanta United. People from uh, Seattle, Sounders fans, NYCFC, all across the board. So there's a Sporting Kansas City fan yes, there. there yes. So so thank you guys for, for coming out, those of you who were up there and uh, attended, because it made us feel really great. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show as well. We thought it was a lot of fun. And it was the very first live broadcast that the Cooligans have ever done. Yes. And shout out to our fans that made the trip from Atlanta. You yes. know, there, there was there were several in the audience, you know, that 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 made the trip up and that that saw. I mean, I know there's people that came from yeah, Hoboken. Yeah, they could be doing anything in Manhattan that day or wherever, yeah. you know. And they shout chose out to, to Ren because she definitely came from Hoboken. <laughs> they chose to come out and hang with us losers uh, <laughs> <laughs> up in up in Madison Square Garden, you know, just uh, just hanging out with those losers. Uh, Living the best life. <laughs> but then we went straight from there to like, you know, to, to just being able to explore, to see the Flatiron Building and pizza Washington tour. Square Pork and the, the pizza tour. With, with and, Alexis oh Guerrero's uh, E from uh, uh, High Press Podcast, the New York Red Bulls yeah. podcast. Yes. Was gracious host. He come and stopped by. Uh, I mean, that man was a godsend. Like yeah. literally just. He drove us to the game. We didn't have to path train. We were going to take the Elo train Stags, with all of our equipment. You know, so and stuff. shout out yeah. to you. Let's not forget that we got a tour of the MLS studios. That's right. Like the yeah. Paul Salazar. See, like that, like we were saying, there are there are so many names and so many people to thank because it was all love. It was like we we went up there with some ideas and some and some phone calls, and yeah. we turned it into you know an amazing, like I said, seven hundred uh, three quarters of a terabyte experience. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was so. it was really it was really incredible though, and 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 uh, people didn't get to really see this, but Jay found something really kind of cool. Well, I technically I found it, and then I showed Jay because I was super excited about it. Do you want me to reveal that, or are you going to share that experience? I don't know what you're talking about, so the, go ahead and reveal the, it. The pillows. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, so man. So I, uh, I was snooping around their stock room, right, uh, because that's what I do. They had, like, a prop area. Yeah. And then uh, Tanner picked up what the seat? Yeah, yeah. Well, he he got the he got the scythe, and he also scythe, got the sorry. two he got the two soccer balls. Remember, he brought this was at MLS yes. Studios yeah, for yeah, those yeah. of you that are still listening. He uh, he brought out the Red Bulls and the the Atlanta United soccer ball for the for the staging, and I believe you saw the scythe, and it was like yeah. And then, the, and the, then, the, the, the guy that, by the way, guys, the scythe is what the Grim Reaper holds. That's what. Uh, uh, um, uh, was it Warshaw or Doyle? Matt Doyle. Doyle. Matt Doyle. Doyle dressed up as the Grim Reaper during um, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. and uh, and so uh, there, there's a going thing here that because Tanner touched the scythe that he's now he's cursed. cursed. <laughs> yes, which is very his interesting. As a Manchester United fan, I guess he's already cursed. Yeah, so. he's already been cursed for many many years. Yeah. So um, basically, I was I was messing through their stock room after Tanner already messed through it, um, and I found the infamous soccer pillows that Jay was so obsessed with, and I pulled them over and I was like you can't you can't look at it yet until you've got your camera up and we can like we can film the reaction. reaction we want the first take reaction um, but we kept we kept having some little little bits in here and there like the the dolly wouldn't move the way we wanted to so we had to like hold this pillow for, it was you for like almost it was, 15 minutes everything was falling apart like we had not slept <laughs> for like a day and a half but and everything kinda, was just falling apart it's at that also point. one of those things too like, those are things you don't see in the video no, well, the, the best part like some of the behind the scenes stuff like the eating the german food while trying yes. to find mls studios which is not in the same building no. as MLS the headquarters. headquarters it's like a hidden <laughs> hidden so building yeah. it's like we go to one place and you're not on the list and you're calling and then, people and they're and telling then, you to come up and it's just like yeah. you're like where though but yeah. where and then also the 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 pictures that were not shared of the but all of us doing the alternate gender yes um, Snapchat filters oh, which God. I gotta say Tanner is one handsome <laughs> woman woman <laughs> yeah 
It's yeah. very, it's a very interesting look well, for him. You know, we had the whole breakdown with like a, you know, how how feminine Christian Polanco looks. And so then, feminine. And then how masculine. Yeah, the cool guy started that whole thing uh, in, that, <laughs> in that whole studio experience. And you but can yeah, was, you can go to their Facebook page and watch the live vi- uh, video if you missed it of us uh, as well. But to go with the soccer pillows. So if you don't know, um, uh, last year there was a period where they had a studio uh, set up with a couch. And they had these two pillows on there regularly uh, for maybe four or five episodes. And it was a green pillow, and it had the, f- the entire soccer pitch on it. And it looked like a soccer pitch. A soccer, they called them the soccer pillows. Soccer and pillows. then they just disappeared. Disappeared. And Bobby Warshaw would sit with those that pillow and, like, and like caress it, it yeah. while he's giving analysis. And just like he this was you finding the lamp, to like, like Aladdin did. Yeah, and I was I mean, like, "What did you do?" And they would never respond. I never saw the soccer pillows again. And they were like sitting on top of the prop area. Yeah, they were like they weren't even like hidden were, away. They were not hidden. Like I easily found them. So the soccer pillows exist. I did not steal them. I was uh, I was a gentleman. I didn't. I'm wanna... quite amazed they weren't they weren't somewhere <laughs> in a camera bag. Like whoops! Oh, oh I left a lens cap, but I took two pillows. Yeah. Damn. But you did lose a follower over your exuberance. <laughs> Got to watch that language. So today. we. Oh yes. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Those goddamn soccer pillows. Uh, watch, watch your, your language, language, Jay. Unfollowed. Um, so the ultimately, what we did is we we collected all that footage, uh, and in six days, uh, uh, put together an edit, and then uh, published it to a new channel called Four Real Sports. That's the number four. Real Sports. Uh, it's also available at fourrealsports.com. Yep. And you can follow it social media uh, on Twitter and Instagram as Four Real Sports. And yeah, I mean, uh, we got a very warm reception. I think it's up to like 880 views, um, which isn't bad for considering the channel is brand new. There's no Starting from nothing and, and everything is organic. We reached yeah. out to people directly. Like, um, it, we're we not- shared it on Unrelegated. Late yeah. Night Fan TV shared it. It's all been, you know, put out there. So uh, all organic and, and we think people have really enjoyed it. I think a lot of people. People uh, commented that, you know, I originally saw that it was 17 minutes long and thought it might drag, but it didn't. Right. Yeah. And that's that's obviously the ultimate compliment. Yeah. There's know? a lot of misnomers out there. There's a lot of stuff where I think people are used to consuming content in these little eight-minute Copa videos right. or whatever. And uh, and we even went against some industry uh, uh, sort of advice to cut it down even further. Uh, there were people we, saying to make it three days. <laughs> to make it you three know, episodes. Do, do Friday, three Saturday, episodes. and Sunday. And we, oh, did, we, I, yeah, we, wanted, no. we wanted to tell a story. Uh, we wanted to tell it in a way that where we aren't the center focus, really. Right. Outside of uh, each of us popping in to kind of set the stage of what we're about to do, it's a lot of the back of our heads, to be honest. It's a yeah. lot of it's a lot about uh, the people we're interviewing, and it's to kind of so you can slot yourself in there, right. in the video, and experience it with us. And so that was the whole idea behind this concept. Well, when we were developing the concept, it was kind of always my vision that, like I said, you get a trip dropped on your lap on Thursday, you leave Friday. You land, the game's not until Sunday. What are we going to do? Right. You know, I, I love Travel Channel. I love the Anthony Bourdain style. I love Food Network. You know, and we covered it all. We had we food. Uh, we we covered uh, uh, pizza. Uh, we had some entertainment, some comedy. We had um, some some great banter with E. Yeah. Uh, from High Press Podcast. There's stuff we left That's, out, like oh, like, yeah, like at so the much. Second Avenue Deli, like yeah. you know, Tanner eating his first pastrami on rye. You know, I mean, there's like there's so we much. We could have made a 45 minute episode. And, and see, that's the thing that I love about about you know shooting the way that we did is who's to say that we won't drop other stuff from that you know yeah and, and there's there's the opportunity yeah. for you know there's the opportunity for deep cuts for extended cuts for producers edits you know for 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 fans that are really into it we have it 
and uh, you know we hope to bring you a lot more of it from other cities, from other places, from other leagues, right. from other and, countries. And that's, you know. and that's why this other, uh, brand, other brand has been created is it's not going to be pigeon held to soccer or Major League Soccer. There could be other opportunities to span across the sports world and do similar things from a fan perspective. Right. So as much as I enjoy some of the COPA stuff, at the end of the day, you know, Sure, the folks that are out there are, are, are fans, but right. it's, it's, it's commercial at the end of the day. It's, it's produced in a way that I feel is very rushed at times because mm-hmm. they're, they have certain commitments they have above them to make certain yeah. you know, views and all these right. things, and so they have to package it a certain way. And we don't have those uh, constraints, so we can make a 17-damn-minute right. video yeah. if we want. And, I think, I think <laughs> and we want thing, people to watch it and yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I think the difference between what I feel watching a Copa and what I feel watching what we make for For Real is that you're looking at Copa uh, and the videos that they do is you're watching the personalities experience this. You're not actually watching fans fans experience it and th- there's a difference and I've talked to many people when they've watched this video they're like it feels like I'm there with you that you are also a fan and that we're experiencing this entire thing together and that's the point of this is to, to, to show and experience the fandom from each sport from each league period. That tailgate at Red Bulls Arena, it gets no realer. There were people that were not happy that we were there. Yeah. <laughs> and there were people that were like, hey, come eat some skirts. There, with there were some and, guys you know. that took a while to warm up to Yeah. <laughs> but once we did, it was great. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Tony with the you killer, know, this older the guy killer that, Tesla. Got the old guy going, what's that camera on there for all the time? And I'm like, hey, you know, that's this is what you deal with. You know, it's <laughs> just, hey, respect it. You but, know, this but, is their territory. So Absolutely. You know. And that's the kind of thing that we want to show is, is you know, for real is you know that's what we want to bring we want to bring the real experience you know not every game day experience is going to be rosy there are fans that don't like you treading on their territory yeah. so you know we had when, a lot of people yelling at, at us um, that you yeah. know, oh, after the game, after yeah. the game, we had a lot of people yelling we, at us. I think we were told to Atlanta should burn down, and I'm like, multiple times, I'm multiple like, times. Right. I'm like, sir, uh, <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Yes, calm down. Uh, you won. <laughs> the, the best part was the fan cam afterwards when Tanner was doing his thing, and the guy in the back just like every time Tanner starts to talk to guys, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, we get that with a with a with a with a truck horn in our own tailgate. So, um, but guy, yeah, it was a lot of fun, guys. Check Shout it out. out to truck uh, horn. Uh, four real sports four real sports.com and let us know what you think like comment share subscribe and yeah let's recap the match guys chicago fire yeah. Atlanta united another uh brace by joseph martinez two nothing uh joseph gets his second brace in like 140 some minutes um he's now had nine goals in 10 matches that's 10 in 15 matches which is tied third in the golden boot race uh just below uh I'm sorry, he's, in thir- he's in third just below zlatan and zlatan, carlos yeah. vela, vela of course, not tied anymore yeah he tied when he scored the first goal now he's he's uh he's uh he's in third four goals in a week you know, not bad, right? I mean, you know, and granted, the the Ico Paro one was somewhat of a gift, but you still got to finish him. And by the way, can I just you say know. that that made me very happy, like in, <laughs> inside, because he he shoved Miles Robinson into the into the it, yeah. like in yeah. the back yeah. for yeah. no reason, for no reason, and then later with that stupid uh, donut on his head, <laughs> just donut balled it right to Joseph, uh, and, and Joseph kind of looks up as like. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the video? By the way, uh, uh, Alpara, by the way, is a, a very uh, 
he's a cool guy. Like he's he very didn't talented take it, he center didn't, back as and he, well. Yeah, and he didn't take it personally. It was a mind lapse. He right. he uh, he did. <laughs> there was a video of him at training ground. They were trying like pineapple or, or pickles or something, and and he was eating it. And the guy was like, "How is it?" And he says, "It tastes like it's been dipped in rum, the kind that Joseph's drinking right now." <laughs> and that alludes to a comment that Kevin Egan had during the broadcast, which is that Joseph Martinez uh, or, or or after the goal said that um, uh, it was a gift, just like a good glass of rum yep. or, or that was placed in front yep. of you that you didn't have to order. Didn't order. Have to order. Yeah. So uh, obviously, Opara saw that comment. He gave it a shout out, and so. Props to, 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 to him for doing that. That was now, really cool. Now, there was something that he has started to do. Remember, his celebration Joseph, used to be to Joseph, stare yes. down. And, and then the cigarette. And, and then the cigarette. And now he's doing the bow. And, and I, the cigarette. It's like combined. Well, I, I you know, he's, he talks about the king. He talks about the king, you know, yeah. bows before his people. Now, here is my challenge to the supporters group. If he scores another goal at home and bows, if we bow back, that's going to be ridiculous. That like, would be dope. That would, like, if Especially the whole, if he scores in front of the supporters. If section. the whole supporter section were to bend the knee right back, I think that would be... But here's the, here's the thing, just because I'm in the supporter section, bending a knee is quite hard to do. Turn to the side. <laughs> hey, if, if I'm one a, section nice to you, if, and I took a knee during know. the Canadian National I've Anthem we, in solidarity. We go to the supporter section, and we can all get down, crouched up, and we can then jump up. I think or we if can, it's like yeah. a, just a general bowing where ha- you just bow your, fir- your front half, your top half. I think if everybody just crouches, that's all you need. Because the, the the effect will be there. Just crouch. Don't you don't have to do the whole knee thing. Just crouch. But but is it when he's facing us or in general? Well, as soon as he does, as his soon as knee, he goes to his knee, if if the entire Boom. supporter section went to there, can you imagine <laughs> down. But I I agree with what, what is your problem <laughs> with the kneeling? Well, hold on. Let me finish before you interrupt me. My lord. <laughs> Tell us what you what you mean. If he's bowing. And he's on the opposite side where the supporter section is. The impact will not be as great if he's facing the supporter section when he scores, so where it's at the the goal on the side of the supporter section. Then yes, I absolutely understand that. Yeah. So that's that's the difference that I'm saying right now. Like I love this idea. I absolutely love this idea. It's a matter of what side he scores from. If he does it on the other side, like. Can we not coordinate some people? No, no, there's no, no. way. There's, there's, no there's way. so uncoordinated Damn. over there. No there's, no, there's no communication. Oh, between well, that okay. Well, the, yeah. idea, you, the idea is implanted. <laughs> so it'd be dope uh, if people just did it organically. Uh, just <laughs> it would just be dope. Um, so guys, I mean, I'm also I'm also looking at some some girls right here that could really help out with that supporter section bit. So like, I'll, we'll hit them up on that. Awesome. So uh, eight clean sheets, guys. Um, you know, it, children's it, health care of Atlanta's raking in the dough. That's right. Yeah, they really are. Gusan's uh, making that that's, money that's, for. Hey man, sixteen thousand dollars. Sixteen thousand dollars. You know what's ironic though? I was looking. It's like aspirin and tubing I was for looking one at, uninsured person. I was looking up Guzan's. Um, They're being like, "Oh my god, I didn't expect him to be this good this season." <laughs> Damn. So I was looking up Guzan's, uh, you know, stats because I was like, "Man, that's a lot of clean sheets." But it doesn't feel like he's been working that hard. You know, he's had some amazing saves. Don't get me he wrong. He doesn't that, feel like but he's been working that no, hard. No, but here's the stats. So, ironically, he's 18th in total saves. Right. <laughs> like, our defense has been doing such a stellar job yeah, they, yeah. that he hasn't had to uh, save that many shots. Um, but he is sixth in save percentage with around 73% of shots saved. So, I mean, I'm not lying. Like, he's, he hasn't been that busy. Like, in terms of teams that not. have had shots on target, we've had a lot of teams that have fluffed great opportunities yes. in front of gold. I think we've gotten lucky several yes. times. Those are not all like clean sheets like, oh yeah, they didn't even have a chance. Like, no, these are... If Kellen some- Acosta and Key Kamara could <laughs> shoot, yeah. it would be 2-1. There, there were some games where I was like, wow, we got really lucky that uh, that we got a clean sheet in that. But 
uh, at the end of the day, they were clean if sheets. If they do goal line review right. <laughs> on the yeah. on the Brad triple Dude, save. Gatai got really Gattai close. Gatai got really close. He hit the, header, right the header right at Gazan was really close. He always yeah. scares me for he, them sheets. Gatai is so good. dangerous. And, uh, and they, need to, they need to use him more. I feel like they, they resourced Well, Mahalovic didn't really do anything. No. And Nikolic was, was Nikolic not. Was, it was not a good game for them. He didn't have any pace. And playing Schweinsteiger as a center back will never make sense. As Tanner said, as he was sitting next to me during the game, in the first 10 minutes, he pointed at the back line while they had a, a high line while we had possession starting off in the back. And he said, would you look at that? They have one guy marking Joseph. Yeah. One guy. And one it was guy. Schweinsteiger. And, and, and <laughs> they were punished for that, obviously, during the game. And it was like, what is... What what is the coach doing? What is Pavlovich doing? So it was like the reverse of his intro in away days. What are they doing? There's no pay. Like he, I mean, yes, I, I, that's great. We got it. Such a great line. It's it great. Joseph got another brace. We got another clean sheet. It's another win. But at the same time, can we play Chicago every fucking week? No. Right? <laughs> no. Because I'm really tired of playing these teams that have three freaking defenders against Joseph be- all the time. Because right. uh, you. We, I feel like we've because been you gifted. Should. I feel like we were gifted in a lot of ways uh, that win by just the sheer shitty tactics of Chicago Fire. Well, yeah, but it, they they came to play, but the, you know, which was the exact opposite of what Red Bulls did, which was the exact opposite of what uh, Real. But Salt you can play did. with the right players and play with some more pace up front, and and he didn't do that. He just fought to go with Nikolic, who's a poacher. Right. It's just not going to work. And one center back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a, so. A uh, more drinks are flowing. Sorry, yes. I had to order another glass of champagne just because I was so excited. Had Joseph had four goals in one week. So I mean, so now that uh, you kind of mentioned, I think, in your fan cam, you broke it up into two uh, halves. Uh, yeah, right, we're like quarters. quarters. Yeah, it's, it's basically like we, the went, season. we went one, three, and two in our first six, and then we went six and two in our next eight. So the season is, you know, we're 14 matches in. The... Uh, the you know the season's thirty four matches long so it's it's not quite yet half but you're basically there yeah uh, but there's this big international break we also have games in hand which is crazy because of the scheduling it yeah we've like got two, two games in yeah. hand from, from two games from in hand DC, from DC who's yeah. first in and the then one, one, one point from, above us and then yeah. one from Philly I think right and yeah. and Philly's a team that nobody's talking about so I mean it's kind of like they've they've just managed to quietly go along and beat well hold people. on though because uh, they haven't been talking about Atlanta either other than when they've been doing bad. Right, but I think it's it's, beca- it's a weird uh, section right now with MLS with the because well, everybody way talks that about LAFC. But about I also LAFC. LAFC. I also think other than LAFC, everybody's been so inconsistent. I mean, all the yes. other, all the teams in the league with this crazy travel schedule yes. before the international break. Everybody's been we've been hit with the most uh, miles, but there have been other teams that have suffered as well. And well, so, you saw Cincinnati was sitting there yeah. like waiting on a flight and yeah. twenty two hours before yes. kickoff, still so, sitting in the so airport. So there's still issues in the, in that arena, uh, but. Uh, we'll talk about some of the some of the other stats in a second here, but but uh, some other interesting things that um, came out of that match: uh, Joseph Martinez, Miles Robinson, and Frank DeBoer were named to the team of the week, and Joseph named player of the week. This is the kind of stuff we're used to seeing. Except felt like for a while there, we other than Barco, like we just weren't getting we guys weren't on getting the team anybody. of the week or anything like that. And you know, we were just just used to every single week last season where we had somebody, and it's been Vela, 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 Vela. Well, I uh, think some of our defenders have also been somewhat yeah. disrespected a little bit you know just just in well, a, lgp has not been good in early you, in the season. i'm talking about i'm talking about you never see eric rometty in, in in the team of the week and no. he he does and he does his work he, he's like lucas terrera or Nagby doesn't get as much uh, credit as he should either you never you never hear the but guys you who never see that's stats. why yeah i mean you you don't see those defensive midfielders in the team of the week very often unless they're putting up an assist no, because they're going to put up a rusnak or a mahalovic right. or yeah. you know somebody that's going to actually you know put in a it's an attacking league and we know that but d- defense has shown how do I put this? We have what fourteen goals from thirteen games, and then we went on these this two match winning streak. But it was like our defense is 
what best in the league, second best in the league, something yeah. you know, right up there at the top. With and Parkhurst as left back, yeah, yes. and, Bre- and, and, and Breck Shea deputizing, and yeah. Mikey Ambrose hoping to come back and play some more minutes. I mean, like we've we've been able to overcome, you know, offensive inefficiencies by playing great defense, and that's the emergence of Miles Robinson. Uh, and let's be one hundred percent honest, that's that's Escobar coming back. Yeah. Escobar, Escobar has been a tank, and he's scoring goals for you now, which is yeah. If we can get playoff Escobar all the time, we're dangerous. Now, Pete, what if playoff Escobar just is Escobar? <laughs> then you've got a really expensive yeah, problem. We got to see that. <laughs> we, if we, let's see that consistency uh, now that he's healthy. Um, the other thing, uh, guys, is uh, you know who hasn't been in any uh, MLS Player of the Week or Team of the Week, and and, and just got his first assist, regular season assist. PT Martinez. PT Martinez uh, had a moment yes. of magic there. Uh, uh, slotted in Joseph. That's the kind of penetration we've been looking for from him. Wow. Oh, and it was a tiki taka situation, right. too, where there was some actual there were a number, great. It was a team Franco, goal. Franco, Franco Escobar, Pity Martinez, and Joseph Martinez. Awesome team goal. Yeah, yeah very yeah, much so. A lot of involvement. Probably the best it, team goal of the season so far up to yeah. this point. Yeah. You know, to where the connection was there from, from the right to the center, you know, back across to the left to Joseph. Perfect finish. Yeah. You know. So, uh, again, we see the moments. I feel like. He's still in second gear. Yes. Uh, the team I, is still playing slow. And and he, if, if man, if he starts to really get hot, and this three-week break will give him some time, uh, I don't think that's going to be a bad thing necessarily. I know he, more playing time, more playing time, that helps when you're playing with the guys and training. But, I mean, it's been a tough run here. Yeah, well, he's he's not going to sit. Jo- yeah. Joseph's not going to sit during the Gold Cup. I mean, like, like Venezuela's going to be. Yeah, but we're, no, jo- we're talking about Pity right now. Oh, oh, oh. I thought we were talking about Joseph. Gotta, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you with Pity in general, whenever I rewatch the games, he has some amazing moments of brilliance. Like, in particular, uh, I can't remember what it led up to. I think it was just a, a cross to Pereira, but he crossed the entire. He did a, a, a cross from like a right switch. to left from yep. a switch. And it was so perfectly timed in the run of Pereira that you see these moments where he is on point and he is at that sharpness. And it just, I feel like right now he is a, a light bulb where the fuse isn't fully touching at the moment. It so reminded me of Barco last year where you yeah. would see moments and yeah. then you'd get frustrated because he'd fall down. Uh, you, you, you just you'd run into three guys. And the funny thing is that the clip that'll make it out is a nutmeg, but then three seconds later, he's running into a damn defender and falling right. over. And it's like, fuck your nutmeg. Get the ball, <laughs> get get the the ball to somebody. But he, you know, he's trying things, uh, and, and hopefully uh, his momentum, he's... The only thing I care about is that is he progressing, and he can, seems to continue to progress. Right. Getting an assist is very important. Hopefully that helps with his uh, frame of mind. And, I mean, and now he's got this break, and hopefully uh, that helps with his fitness, and, and we can see him come back fresh because I just feel like it's just a matter of time, uh, and hopefully he heats up uh, in time for the playoffs. Well, he know? also looks at home out on the wing. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, he, so he's, once Barco he, slots back. Right. And, and they can switch can, more. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, stop thinking of him as a 10, and I, I beg that of everybody. Like, everybody that looks at him because Does he wears Frank the DeBoer 10 shirt. Have a Frank ten. uses him as a 10. Frank though. calls him a 10. Because but Barco's sy- not here. But Frank's system doesn't really have a, a traditional right. 10. Right. He used him as a 10 when even when Barco was here. But but that's what I'm saying. I, th- I see PT's but best position out on the wing, but our and I see yeah. Barco as a better facilitator. Barco always wants to cut from the wing to the middle. Whereas PT likes the ball out wide, he likes to take people on. It's very difficult to take on to take on multiple defenders in the center of the pitch. You rarely see him uh, in the middle uh, receiving the balls. Typically, that's he's there, he's passing it from the middle, and then you'll see him cut from outside a lot of times. Like you said, uh, that that whole situation that was created was him cutting in 
from from the outside, right? Exactly. So, so if the ball goes wide to an Escobar and then can he likes come running back. across that defense. Yeah, he's not the guy like because he likes to get the ball his feet and then take on defenders. So. Right. Um, Whereas Miguel just wanted to run past people. Right. PT likes to beat people and then find the perfect. It's right. You know, it's it's it's. People are going to slay me for saying this, but I love watching Mesut Ozil in his prime because he could pick out that perfect pass. But a lot and like that's what PT a lot like be. Ozil, uh, you know, there will be times where you feel like he goes, he disappears during the match, or his body language is off, so it looks like and, he's not working. And so yeah, it's a very. I think that's a great comparison actually because you know he's a genius, but there are times where you're pulling out your hair, going like, where would he go? You right. know. And also when Ozil's not fit. You can obviously tell it you as well. You can tell, yeah. And the expectation level is is as high on as the, high, you absolutely. Know. So, yeah. so I definitely see the comparisons there. And my hope for PT is that the time off is is time spent, you know, working with the people that that you can get in the training ground. If if you can, you know, work on those those free kicks are so close. I know. Like he's so close yeah. on. There's been ones where he's hit the post. There's been ones where he's gone just wide. There's been, you know, balls in it's that, coming. that LGP's just missing. You know, yeah. or so it's kind of it's the timing is just a millisecond off, and that that just comes the with chemis- work. The chemistry across the team is still not there yet. Uh, there's still improvements that need to be made uh, clearly, and and it didn't help that Gressel was completely run into the ground Good the last Lord. few games. I he mean, he looks so tired. He just could not. That last that last pass that he gave to Joseph uh, for the midweek game against Minnesota. He gave everything he could yeah. on that pass because you could see after he did that he was gassed. Yeah. Well, there's some legs that have been run to nubs. They were saying like LGP's only missed ten minutes on the season. Gressel has played in, in, in you know all ninety and something like eighty percent of the matches. So I mean you're you're, you're talking about guys and there, there wasn't a whole lot of squad rotation. Dion Pereira coming on has given us a lift, but also Dion Pereira is now playing minutes because of the absence of Tito Vajal. Right. So. There's a give and a take in every situation, and we're basically left with but that guys is, that are run into the ground because you don't have Mikey Ambrose, and you this don't international have Kevin break Kratz. is coming at such a perfect time. <laughs> so right, it's it really be, is. Yeah. Well, the Gold Cup coming up too. We need yeah. to hopefully see some squad rotation, and there's some players like a Florentin Pogba and like an Andrew Carlton or an Alec Can or or an O'Gal or a Gallagher or Gordon Wild. I mean, there's just there's yeah so the many open players. the open cup. You mean yeah. yeah yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's so many yeah. players that I feel like that are fringe first team. Romario Williams, like Andrew Carlson, all these players that are fringe first teamers, I would love to see them play the Open Cup. I, I got a little slated for uh, for saying that I don't value it, but it's all it's all leading up to what the CBA does for Champions League. Because if you win Open Cup and you can get to Champions League, I understand that that's the goal, and if you can somehow be the first MLS team to win Champions League and then go on to the Club World Cup, that would be a great platform. But in the current situation, playing in Champions League, for an MLS team on a salary cap is not beneficial with no preseason. Where's the carrot? Yeah, what's the You're, carrot? We're getting wiped out, and, <laughs> yeah. then our t- and then our teams are suffering in the regular season. Yeah. Well, so. you know, we're playing on, like I said, like on a cricket pitch in the Dominican uh. Republic, you know, in February with one week of training against Correct. Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. And, right, and, and that's know. supposed to be the, the end-all, be-all, right? Right. Like, oh, well, look, at, here's your holy grail. It's well, like, and, I don't know about that. that's what the hope yeah. is, is like, you know, for me in the new collective bargaining agreement, I know we're getting a little off topic here, but my hope in the new collective bargaining agreement is that somebody can go to Scotia's banking. Somebody can go to CONCACAF and say, listen, look at how UEFA does the Champions League. They started in what? Like October? Mm. And yeah. it, it just ended? So we don't have to cram these matches into this this schedule and just jam everything tight. Like 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 Mexico has has two set up leagues. You know, the Apertura and the and I forget the second that's that's well, right. We and don't now, now there's well now they're starting another tournament. Um, oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> Yay! So it's just it's never ending. The money grabs are ridiculous. Um, right. Let's take a second. We haven't done one of these in a while, guys. We're gonna bust open Mike Conti's treasure chest. What? 
You sound like a dead parrot. It's a dying parrot. Dying parrot. I haven't done that in a very long time. This used to be. It is no more. It's a. It's a little rusty, so it's a. Oh my God. Oh, I'm gonna have. We have to edit that out. Not that bad. We have to break everybody's ears. Apologies, listeners. So, as far as open play goals in 2018, Lane United had 21 open play goals in 16 matches. In 15 matches, they've had 17. So clearly, offensively. Much different team, but we were definitely not getting clean sheets on the road <laughs> or anywhere, no. anywhere to we've speak also, of uh, as much as we were last week. We've, al- we've, al- we've also gotten. We've also gotten the same. I know, thank you. <laughs> Score! We, ha- we are uh, level right now on the amount of uh, shutouts that we've had from last year all season yeah, all right. as so, to where we are now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, what is it that, that every now and then some guy, some, some grizzly guy will come in my timeline and be like, uh, stop complaining about the lack of goals. Uh, defense wins playoffs. Defense wins championships. I'm like, we're not in the playoffs. <laughs> Good Lord. Let's calm down. Can we have goals and... And two? Like, is no. that so hard Walk to Walk and no. chew gum. And, and, we and, can we've do been, both. And, and Joseph's been putting them in, so great. You're um, asking too much, I know. honestly. <laughs> I love when people throw a cliche at you like you've never heard it before. Like, thank you, sir. I, I'll have to look that one up. I wasn't aware of that whole. Uh, deep, uh, deep you just got to keep giving 100%. You know, we just work hard as a team and <laughs> put in 100% so, effort and uh, make sure that everybody gives it their all. Always appreciate your feedback. <laughs> uh, po- points over, uh, if we look at points earned over the last nine matches in Major League Soccer, Atlanta have 21 New York Red Bulls 19 LAFC 18 suck it um so that's uh that's pretty good also Atlanta United has just completed a stretch of eight matches in 28 days they earned 18 of a possible 24 points they did so with arguably their best player Barco out for those seven matches that's a, a Kelly nod right and Tito was out for four of them or three Tito or four Tito was of them, right? out for two of them everything after Red Bulls yeah, he was out for two of them. Right. Wait, no, he missed He missed at least three because he missed Real Salt Lake and then he missed the two home matches, Minnesota okay, so and out, he Chicago. He was out for three. Yeah. And then uh, they traveled. Sorry. They traveled ten thousand four hundred. Way to ruin it. <laughs> they traveled ten thousand four hundred eighty-two air miles over that stretch, which is roughly halfway around the globe, uh, and most of it commercial, outside of a couple charters. Yes, and we actually <laughs> had an experience where we got to talk to an Atlanta United player in That's uh, right. New York. He got held behind uh, for for some stuff he had to yeah. do, and yeah. uh, we ran into Brett, or I should say, Breck shouted at us. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Devin, <laughs> Jay, what's up? Yeah, guys, what's up? And I was like, holy cow, we didn't awesome. even see him. Uh, so uh, thankfully, he stood up and waved at us and we went over there and hung out. But um, it was crazy to see... I should say know, Devin hung out. I was stuck in the phone uh, <laughs> the whole damn time. Well, uh, yeah, it was crazy to see, you know, and know that we mentioned it earlier, Cincinnati sitting in an airplane, you know, in an airport 22 hours before their kickoff, you know, waiting on a plane, knowing that these guys, this 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 charter rule at four legs per yeah. season, not four full flights, not home and away. Like, flying to Vancouver is one of your four legs. Yep. That's just insane. Like, these, it's... It's a relic of an old system. You know, it, the league has grown leaps and bounds since 96. You know what I mean? Like, the there, there needs some, to be some modernization. I really hate seeing a six-foot-five player in coach well, the know, thing that, the thing in that, a middle seat. It, the <laughs> thing that bothers me with that is that we look at these leagues, right, who have chartered flights. And, yeah, it is absolutely a luxury. But what you also have to realize is that in America, they're flying 
uh, longer distances right. than they are in Europe, right? And they uh, than they are in Spain. You know, there was a rage that just happened. And because they want to take a coach bus everywhere for the right. Most part. Well, there was a rage that just happened because Arsenal and Chelsea played in Baku, Azerbaijan, which is roughly twenty six hundred miles from London. Yeah, you know that there there was not many direct flights. There's all these. Well, that's that's less than at you know Orlando to Vancouver. Yeah, yes. and, and we do that. You know, we do those trips and and, all and the similar time. human rights records as Orlando. So. <laughs> Oh, wow, Jay. <laughs> High five. But, I mean, that, that's, that's 100% something that's on the collective bargaining agreement that's up for, for talks. And right. it should be, in my opinion, that is something that should be given over to the owners. Well, Don Garber came out publicly and said that this is something that is important and they will address. It uh, has to in happen. In the CBA. Uh, because uh, it's clear that uh, that they want to give Inter-Miami all the possible advantages Lord. when they come into the Did league you finally. see the rumor today? <laughs> the rumor today and about this is Suarez? A, about Suarez and Messi. Yeah. Well, I've already seen the one about there's always one about Messi. Well, the thing about it is everything that I hear from them is that they're going to they're going to do everything in their power to become a feeder with Barcelona or become a a, a partner club with Barcelona, which whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, if we can have I guess they'll be the LA Galaxy of the East Coast. Uh, and just find whatever rules they can break to, you know to bring in as do? many players as we, possible. We have to make sure we unlock all those charters for David Beckham's team. And, but <laughs> the thing is, they won't even play in Miami. They're well, enter Fort Lauderdale. The minute they pull Iniesta over from the Chinese Super League, you've got me. Oh, you 100% can't. I've he, changed. Gonna, Iniesta's gonna, my man. I will change for him. First of all, the billion dollars are paying him. He's going to play there for the rest of his yeah, <laughs> retirement. Yeah, good Lord. As uh, he should. And, he's until he's 40 it. years old. Um, the uh, If we look at some, uh, some new News and uh, in general, uh, Atlanta United news. Uh, looking at the academy, the Atlanta United Academy U14s won the 2019 Man City Cup International Super. That was group. awesome. That was uh, a great game. Lifted the cup, more silverware. Uh, looking at you, Orlando. And it was uh, also si- slightly revenge. Well, and the youth academy too. Just that, uh, that was we're right. killing it on uh, all levels. Was that what again? Minnesota, Monterey. Uh, they beat Monterey. They beat Monterey, uh, and uh, so good on that. The, the poor Monterey kids, man, they were. They were crying. They, they were, were devastated. Crying. Uh, I feel no shame. Uh, <laughs> get out of here, you you damn kids. All right, so Atlanta, there, were, there were 13 Atlanta United Academy players that joined D1 NCAA soccer programs this year. So now there have been um, NCAA D1 athletes in uh, three years. And we're talking years. big programs like, like Maryland, NC State, uh, Penn State, Cal, Cal Mercer. You There's know. something like 31 players now over the last few years or right. something like that, 30-plus that have uh, gone to D1 programs. And then also uh, the U.S. Soccer um, Development Academy regular season is over. Atlanta United's U-17s and 19s are playoff bound after both shutting out the North Carolina Fusion squads. Uh, U-15s also shut them out, but it wasn't enough. Uh, they had lost too many matches before then. But the U-17s and 19s are going to the playoffs, and that championships will be from the July 8th to the 11th in Orange County Great Park in California. Shout out to Tony and everybody over there. You know it'll be streamed. Yeah, it would definitely be streamed. So look forward to that next month. Uh, John Gallagher and Julian Gressel also obtained their green cards, opening up two international slots. Heck yes. uh, we waved Anderson Asiedu. Uh, and we yes. waved Asiedu, which was the next bullet point, you Sorry. psychic son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and uh, if we look at uh, what came out from Atlanta United Prospects, they said it's worth noting that Anderson Asiedu was taking up a reserve roster slot. Correct. So even though there's two open international slots, uh, we probably have to move a senior roster player in order to add a player uh, making more than the near minimum salary when the transfer window opens. So the other five players on reserve roster slots, in case you're wondering, are Bello, Carlton, Goslin, 
Kunga and Pereira, although Kunga's loaned out right now, so I don't know if he's taking up a slot anymore. Um, I think it still counts even if he's if he's. I'm, loaned I don't out. know how that works. Yeah. Uh, I'll just go with what Kelly says. Kelly's the expert. <laughs> You're if not, at Kelly Francis, send your venom her way. Remember, Kelly, defenses win championships. Uh, <laughs> you just got to give it your all. Barco is coming home after Argentina lost to Mali in a stunning defeat uh, as, before we recorded this. Argentinians on Mali? And, is that uh, what you just said? <laughs> that's right. Uh, and we have, uh, we have fans coming over. Secrets. Secrets. Um. Okay. So so many secrets. All right. So many secrets. I'm glad Sorry. I'm glad we got that out of the way. So uh, uh, so that we can get to Barco coming home. Thank you very much. Little boat. You're welcome. I just wanted the to boat show. I just wanted anticipation. <laughs> I did that for you, Jay. Yeah, they're looking over there. Photo op. Photo op. <laughs> the boat show. The Love boat you. Show. Thank you. Barco has lit up this World Cup. It's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to see him continue. But I, I'm really, really... Hell no, nah, boy. Come get, on home and put home. some bubble wrap on them legs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do everything. No. I, do everything Anything in your power to come home. Him, Listen, he scored, a, he scored a goal in extra time to put Argentina up 2-1. He did everything he could. Uh, their defense just kind of turned off, switched off, and Molly was able to tie it up and then win in penalty kicks. Molly. So, look at look at Molly. I mean... Can somebody <sighs> explain to me why, though, they thought that it would be a smart idea to sub Barco off three minutes before... Your best penalty kick taker. <laughs> yeah. What, why that made any sense whatsoever? I don't know. It's Argentinian Football Association. <laughs> uh, who knows? But uh, the kings of making Argentina's sense. tournament struggles continue, uh, even though Barco uh, put in some special goals and assists for them during that tournament. He's on the radar, as you were saying, Kelly. You've been in some interesting Twitter discussions about what you think he'd be worth. I have. So if somebody came today and offered money, uh, and we'd have to uh, obviously give uh, the the rumor is thirty percent to Independiente at least until the end of this year, where it may drop to ten percent cut. But in January, I mean, what do we what do, we, what do you think we're talking about? Uh, right now, yeah. I don't How much think is that boat worth? The boat I don't think has reached its apex yet. So I feel I feel like you're probably not looking at a total. Uh, Double increase, so I don't think you're looking at 30 at the moment. That's my opinion on it. Miguel Amaron was 21 and a half million pounds with right, a lot of so special, with a lot of special yeah. dispensations. Now he got those. Yeah. Like he, he, they've stayed up. He's, yeah. he's, they stayed up. Yeah. He hit the the appearances. But either way, yes. you know, you know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody came along and said, "I'll give you 30 million." You know, really? Yeah, I don't think I, so. Okay, so I know that I we think, talked about this because you're looking at the I think youth, European, uh, European you're looking at the quality investment. and the fact that he has uh, the ability to do uh, a multitude of things. That his ceiling. Yeah, his ceiling period. is higher, obviously, than Miguel's. I think so. I, I still think at this point in time right now that he hasn't gone further enough into a good season for MLS. So he hasn't had enough of a... Uh, he, he, after last Consistency season, he hasn't been consistent for, this for long enough. You want to see more... But these international tournaments, I'm sorry, they hold so much weight and especially... Scouts are there and they At just, the opening of a transfer yeah. window, there are so many teams right now that are saying... I got to make a splash. I, I got to get somebody. I'm I need a guy. I'm looking at 25, maybe 28. Okay, which so we're not going to sell them for. Which we I, wouldn't sell them for yeah. because no. we'd lose 30% yeah. of that off the top. Now, here's my question. If you have a selling club or maybe a not a selling club, a club that's going to have money from sales that it may be looking to, you know, offload a 100 million dollar player, a 100 million euro player and then turn around and, and replace them with two or three players like an Atletico Madrid after a Griezmann sale. You know, is that a club that you fear for a Barco going, saying already coming out in the press saying they want to get younger talent? They're not looking to go like for like on Griezmann. 
you know, do you look at a player like Barco as, as somebody that could go to that level, or is he still is he still you know, I mean Miguel went to Newcastle, let's be hundred percent honest, not the top of the Premier League. It's not. You know, and I don't think Barco could make it in the Premier League with his stature I, right now. I think he's I think he would be physically dominated by He would be eaten alive. But yeah, Although he, I think refs would protect him more than MLS referees do. You're probably right. But <laughs> I could see him flourishing in Spain. I could see him flourishing in France. Yeah. I could see him getting beat to all hell in England. I could see him getting beat to all hell in Germany. Yes. I think it'd be very good for his development if he stayed uh, in MLS for a little while longer. Uh, and uh, I just don't I th- see him going during the summer transfer window. Well, that's all I'm saying. Just, I mean, Not during unless, the summer. Unless no, somebody no, came in off for sixty yeah. million. Well, that sixty million would be, become forty two. Right. Exactly. You know, so. Uh, so yeah, until until that clause sets uh, sets in, we're 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 not. I agree. Giving our entire soul to Independiente. And I think January is also too. If you if he's able to make a run and come back off this tournament and be consistent and play well, that's where you're going to get a Real, or not a Real, an Atletico Madrid, or, right. you know, one of those maybe not top, and he may very, get loaned, very top, And he top may top even tier. get loaned out immediately. Exactly. I mean, he may get bought and then loaned out. We don't exactly. know. Exactly. But, but you look at a team like Hitafe making the Champions League. You know what I mean? Like, there's 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 teams that are going to need players yeah. that, that are going to be playing in Europe. You look at a team like, uh, like Wolves. You know who, who's playing in the Europa League for the first time. You know, in in, in God knows how long. So they're going to need to strengthen. So there will be teams that come for him. And I think, like you said, it just makes more economical sense to do it in January. Um, uh, some other uh, information. So uh, originally, it looked like we might lose like seven or eight players, possibly to international duty. Now it looks like only Joseph is the only player we may lose to, in Copa America because Tito's injured. Uh-uh, Romario. Tito's injured. Tito's and Romario injured. is a reggae boy. Uh, Okay, Romario. Uh, I mean, we're not been, really losing Romario because he he's not a starter, but I, I see what you're saying, but I'm just saying um, Romario is going. And by the way, Kamar Lawrence uh, put on his Instagram story that he is not happy with uh, the Jamaican Federation at the moment. They are not getting the things they need down there. So oh, no, it's that's a not com- good. It's a complete shit show, apparently, um, and it's not the first time it's happened. So uh, good luck to those guys. Uh, they deserve better. Um, but we haven't seen the Gold Cup rosters, which may – you know, include Guzan or something like that. Uh, we know it's not going to include Miles Robinson. We have no hints that which that's going to happen, which is, which is wild to me. But hey, that, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And and to be honest, I, you know, I love Brad for what he does for Atlanta United, but there's there's better younger goalkeepers. There Zach are. Stefan. You but know. at this point in time, like even even if you weren't planning on having Miles in your final roster, at least send him out. Uh, give him a week to practice with you guys. See what he can do. At least get him in front of you, right? Like, why did Berhalter at least take that option? Omar Gonzalez. Who are the four center backs that are better than than Miles? Oh, Robinson? clearly uh, Omar, Omar Gonzalez, Gonzalez apparently, because that's who got called up. So, uh, what a fucking joke! All right, player and coach interviews, but we'll. We'll benefit from that, obviously, because uh, he'll be able to rest up, um, and he needs it. Um, Frank DeBoer, there was an article uh, from Leander uh, Shalakins. I don't know how to say his name. I think he's also Dutch. At Yahoo Sports, uh, revealing article on Frank DeBoer and the perception of his rigidness versus the reality on the ground. Which, which fun fact, it was uh, written, and they had that interview the day before the New York Red Bull match. Interesting. When we went up there. Funfacts.com. Uh, and some quotes here, guys. So, uh, quote-unquote, another Adjustment uh, for Frank DeBoer, Riacritivo, uh, uh, to South Americans, of which United has seven, almost all of them key players. The last practice before a game should be loose and relaxing. They usually play a pickup game that's more about goofing off and lightening the mood than gaining sharpness. I hate it, DeBoer says with his signature candor, but they love it. 
So what matters more? Another quote, DeBoer, who speaks both English and Spanish, has taken a different approach than Martino, a charming Argentine who spoke no English and adhered to the South American traditions of keeping a distance from his players. During preseason, DeBoer spends a lot of time playing cards and eating with his squad members. On the road, he tends to hang around the hotel lobby, mingling with players. Uh, we obviously didn't have that at all, that relationship with the manager for the past two years, Gressel says. Tata was really just never seen other than on the training field or when we had a game. He wasn't in the hotel lobby trying to talk to you. Sometimes I wouldn't see him for days. Frank is more of a presence in the locker room. That to me comes off as uh, uh, Gressel kind of jocking a little, uh, 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 him a little bit and being open, maybe for the other guys that are like, you know, this is awkward. Yeah, this is great. That <laughs> it's it's different, right? And and the thing is, there are probably people that felt uh, Tata. Leave me alone, Dad. And if you ever had a, bo- a change of boss, right? Right. There, you know, maybe people thought uh, some players thought Tata was too distant, didn't like that style. Uh, some may not like. Uh, LGP alluded to it and said that he just show up in the locker room. They're not used to that. You know, they're used to the coach asking permission to come in. It sounds like like Frank's so, got a little Lumberg in him. Yeah, there's a huge cultural shift, and the article even alluded to the fact that you know at least Frank DeBoer is learning from these things right? Uh, because it's clear, and we talked about it, and you talked about it in your fan cams, it, sounded, it felt like he walked in there and said, this is how we do defense, this is and the guys were like, this is not cool. Like, this isn't cool at all. And they had and we a, saw that in the results. And, and it, 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 it took them, but what's it's, good is he's flexible, he learns, he listens, the coaching staff met with the team, Yeah. the team uh, sort of recommitted to uh, investing in this process, but doing some things a little differently. He no longer does things like uh, he learned, they said he learned it at um, Crystal Palace. It would irk some of the players when he would like, you know, right play at the end with of pra- them in uh, practice. Pl- at practice, play with them and stuff. Yeah, and now would, he just does it after. You know, so now he does it on his own after practice, things like that. So he clearly can adjust. That is, to me, like out of all the things in the article, that is a sigh of relief for me. Yes. Because my biggest concern was, is this guy you know, going to continue to just try and push and shove his system down the throat of the players, or is there some back and forth in a collaborative nature? Well, we said square peg round hole a lot at the beginning. So I think one of the, also the things that I took away from this article that was very interesting is this whole idea now that he's instilled the system and and he said it's going to take six months for them to be fully comfortable in the system, but there's this idea that uh, and, and I said this because I was so used to Tata always being up on his feet, talking to the players. But with Frank, he said he instilled the system, right? And he can sit back because he knows that the players can analyze for themselves what is going on and what the other opposition is doing and adjust yeah, and we saw the on Red the Bulls fly. games how being on the sideline constantly can be a distraction. Kamar yes. Lawrence, Kamar and Lawrence, and Chris, Chris and Armis were going at it all the time, oh. and it was just like, play the game. Well, I was sitting in the media uh, area, you know, with E from from High Press Podcast, and watching Armis just pace. I mean, and get right behind the linesman and just ream the fourth official on on little shit. Yeah, you know, Luis Robles getting warned about you know time. It's like, wasting. what could you possibly be saying that's going to change what's happening on the field at that point? Well, there was but. that one point where you were, I believe, you were talking to uh, to Ryan Catanese. Catanese, yeah, uh, maybe. And um, 
and Armas and the fourth official were nose to nose, and I just I could hear it clear as day because we were right there by the by the by the side of the pitch, and the fourth official was just like, "Sit down and shut the <laughs> fuck up," and it was like, "Whoa!" And then you see the fourth referee just come over and like grab Armas and pull him back. and he just the whole match it was just nitpicking. Kamar Lawrence would run over to the side and he'd be like, "I want you to go come back to the center and then chip over the top." He'd be like, "They're running down my fucking side. Shut the fuck up." It's just like. Wow. Yeah. You know, so yeah. completely so, different so it styles. May, it may make some people feel better to see that. And uh, I just, I don't care. I thought it was cringeworthy. I, well, I just don't care what I the coach's style that, is. I don't want to but it's just that, that anticipation that I had from right. what you, you, There's did, a culture where, that yeah. we're built to used to seeing. Right. right. A certain well, there's thing. also that, that, that perception that... You know, Tata would be up and would be, you know, Moving making his hands you know, around, gestures yeah. and, you know, fuck you too to, to Armas, you know, the previous year. But the, that was my biggest, one of my biggest, you know, critiques of Frank and Orlando Trustful is when we were playing as poorly as we were, it looked like he couldn't, you know, shrink further into the bench if he wanted to. Mm. I like a coach that gets up in his, and at least stands in his technical area. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that that's nitpicky, but it's like. And I think he has been more lately. He has. Yeah. And, and, and there's just a visual He's been more to engaged. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's just a visual to it. it. You know, it was like he was calling for the foul in Real Salt Lake, which, you know, which didn't happen, which led to the game, you know, losing goal. Um, but, I mean, it's like that's – there is – there has been an engagement. There ha- bringing it back to the original thought. There has been a change in him from, you know, when we brought him on. He's probably also, uh, you know, feeling more comfortable. I mean, if you feel more comfortable, you let th- things go. Certain things right. that you hold on to. Right that you're more rigid about because they're crutches or things that make you feel more in control. And, you know, when you become more comfortable, you're more apt to let those things, you know, kind of roll off your shoulders. And also another good note about that is that uh, Frank's family is is finally here. You know, his girls are coming in for the summer and and his boys are here. And and he's mentioned that he's very happy. And it can't uh, be said enough. Atlanta United won MLS Cup on December the 8th. The offseason started on December the 9th. They had mandatory six weeks rest. Then they had... What Cal State? They had what, a two-week training camp, and then you know what was it? February twenty-third or something. We were playing against yeah. Erdiano in Costa Rica. So I mean, like you, he had no prep. He had, and and I, you know, I I said in the beginning, I felt like it was forced and it was rushed and it was wrong. But I also have to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it's starting to round in because there is time. It's yeah. still not great. It's still slow. Like I think he would agree that there's a lot of things, and he even said there are a lot of things I need to improve on. So, right. um, but again, he asked for six months. We're not even there yet, and right. we're starting. But the to results are there. Yeah. yeah, and the results of the results have come in non-traditional ways. We like. Like Darren said, when you know we were going to be the team that beats people four three, we've been beating people one nil. Yeah, and I even said it, and people gave me some grief about it, like I was being negative, and I was just being, I thought, pretty factual, which is we may see a lot more one nil wins. We may one nil our way to the well, playoffs. You're a negative son of a bitch, Darren. I mean, you know but, how it goes. But at the same time, you know, that's just a different way of but it's, soccer. But it's not going to be a one nil where it's only one clear shot that we have. I mean, we can obviously see that when those when we won those one nil games, we still had those really jolting moments where it was so close. We also had a lot of fucking boring as fuck yeah. moments, Kelly. Colorado. <laughs> okay, once again, negative J. I'm New England Revolution. Out. I'm sorry, but there were a lot of boring, boring games up until the last couple. Even Minnesota was not inspiring. and we it Until felt like, the end. It felt like a 1-0 game and like we might even get scored on the whole time right. until the very end. And people like now, look at the stat sheet and say 3-0. And I'm like, bullshit. Now that's one thing, though. <laughs> 
you don't have the fear. This is the emergence of Miles Robinson. You don't have the fear of the 87th minute brain fart anymore. Not as much. Not as much. I still have yeah. a fear of it, but not as much. I have more of a fear of the second minute brain fart or the 46th yeah. minute brain fart, you know, like right before the half that we, but, but we've been keeping so many clean sheets that it's like, you know, you almost don't see the ball. Our luck's going to run out eventually. Eventually. Though, have, we, have we conceded a goal and then won the game yet? No. Okay. Well, there you go. So uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting to see if we uh, if if we go down early, can we can, can we have we, the character to come, come back? back uh, like eight clean offense, sheets, and, yeah. eight wins. The rest uh, of it, pfft. yeah. So uh, hopefully, as Guzan said, it's all meaningless unless you come back uh, after the break and you continue to do uh, even better and more. And we're done no favors. Atl- Toronto. No, no, yeah, we got a lot of tough games coming up. Atlanta, Montreal. Atlanta United injuries. Bellow's still out for a couple months at least. Ambrose is back in training but not fit. Kratz is still out. Tito knee injury, unknown time out as well. Uh, hopefully he's back uh, sooner than he has been in previous injuries. They but said that's a tricky one though because it's 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 it's, it's one cut okay. and it can get real bad. Yeah. yeah. They said he could seem fine, and then all of a sudden you're screwed again. Um, Some transfer news. When asked about the open roster slot, Frank DeBoer did say that, of course, we are interested in adding good players. It has to fit the salary cap and the rules we have here. We (laughs) would add someone who we think could step in directly rather than waiting one year to adapt. So I, I have an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. It's not that guy from Scotland that they're no, saying. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Scotland. No, no not, 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 not be, the second division. As of right now, from what I understand with the, the roster and salary restrictions, he has to be under 24. Really? What? what? Why? I didn't know anything about the age. Because Ages. The, my, my, my thought There's does an not. age cap? My, my thought does, age not, cap. does not. On the summer transfer window. There is an age cap with the roster slot we have available. Because it's a reserve roster slot? Yes. Because my thought but was. But we would move, we would move someone out of the team. And yeah. We would have to, yeah. yeah. So basically, so we, we could have get anybody we want if we got rid of one of our players. Yeah. Yeah. So my thought with that is there's a guy who just finished up at uh, Bayern Munich. It's not <laughs> robbery. It's not It's not Frank, Frank Ribery or Arjen Robin, but uh, Rafinha. I, yeah. think, I think Rafinha could come in. He hasn't played a lot of matches. He could play right back. He could play Salary back. cap. It's you could probably pay a him, Tam guy. You think? I think you could probably pay him three hundred to four hundred thousand for the for the rest of one season. Oh, I see the half. The I season. just want him to play through the, just to deputize okay. at right back for for, right. for Escobar. Let's 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 put on this fancy right. So in that case, who are we getting rid of? Uh, you'd probably drop Kratz, someone like Kratz or Andrew Carlton. Uh, Andrew Carlton, yeah. You are not. We are not. And like as much as what has he done? Hold on. Time out. Time out. He hasn't done anything. I agree with you. Here's the only thing about that. He's a homegrown player, which means if we sell him when he's better, just go to the twos. The more amount of money. Just go to the twos. No, it doesn't. No, he's already signed. I. Yeah, it'd be interesting. You can't sign him. You can't unsign him from Atlanta United and sign him. Then it's got to be somebody that's been hurt, like a Kratz. Because Kratz hasn't given you really anything uh, uh, this season. I'm not saying it, it, the veteran leadership is there with other players now. Darlington, Nagby, Breck Shea, uh, Leandro Gonzalez, Pires, Mikey Parker. I think Parkers, you could move Kratz in the window too. I think you could I move think, him. I think I you th- could sell him or, or you know maybe there's to a, the right. Team. You're yeah. you're looking at Kratz or in my opinion because we need we don't have a lot of midfield players right. So Kratz is a midfielder. I think well, we have Miram now. Well, we could play midfield by the poss- way. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good point. Good point. But so I'm also could Rafinha. <laughs> I think you're also looking at Mikey Ambrose. No, I think Mikey stays because of the left back situation, purely for depth. 
I think that that Frank is looking at that depth and left back and saying, "We Mikey." Yeah, because got right to. now your left backs are Parkhurst, Shea, and Pogba. And you could see Frank prefers to play Breck Shea off the bench at the left wing. Yeah, and he, he's better he, there. He, he's nobody taking shots. He, Breck doesn't want to play left back. He'll play it, but you know he doesn't want to play, and you know that nobody else wants to play him at left back. But if they have to, then they do. But they prefer to play him at left wing. Right. And, you know, uh, that's something that he is much more successful at. So I would love to see a defender, and a, and a, not an elder statesman, but somebody with European experience that's, you know, like I said, you could bring in for one season. Because Bello, I don't believe, is going to get And that's what I think a lot of people we'll are season. That's what I think a lot of people are saying is that uh, we understand Joseph's out for the international break, but that. He's back before the he's uh, the summer transfer window. Are I, you, do you really need an offensive player, or do you need a left back at this point? I actually think we're going to do more than just a f- one move. And my opinion on it is that Frank would like another legit possible attacker, maybe somebody who's later in his years. He I said he wants get, someone that can do it immediately. I think we get rid of Romario. That would make sense. Yeah. But the the other name to look at would be somebody like a Nigel de Jong or you know somebody that that Frank has experience with that can I really believe that he wants steel. He wants somebody that cuz we we play better when Lorenowitz and Rometty are, are together, but I don't think Jeff can give you 90 well, minutes. Well, the latest every week. rumor is some guy in the uh, Scottish Premier League or something that's scored zero goals and one assist in like Right. Another 11 tank. matches or something. Right. I don't know. Um, so, uh, some Atlanta United 2 news. Since their loss to Nashville on May 4th, Atlanta United 2 have strung together a few draws against Bethlehem Steel, Swill Park Rangers, and Charleston Battery. Um, also, we talked about this already, about Don Garber addressing uh, the uh, charter flight constraints in the CBA. Um, and then also, Kelly, Kelly, you saw this, right? The Philadelphia Union uh, video that they dropped. Yes, I, love, I loved the... Was I, this would, the car smash? Would you, yes. look, would you look at that? Would you look at that? Would, would you, you look at that? <laughs> Red Bulls? This is a Philly town. This is a union, union, union town. town. Which so many people were like, Hilarious. they're not even rivals. And I'm like, it doesn't even, it, it's not about if they're rivals. It's about the content that's being created. And, that's and I thought the pe- content that's was That's where people who've been living in this MLS bubble for a fucking no. decade need to calm the fuck down. The worst and, and comments. enjoy a fucking comedy video. The worst comments were the <laughs> way to feed into the negative stereotypes about our city, people. It's, it's like, like, dude, he's not throwing batteries at people. He's you just, guys you guys fucking threw battery-laden yeah. snowballs he's, at Santa he's Claus. He's the shit out of a car that's obviously been put there by the team and it's a total setup. You I mean, the tell. freaking snake showed yeah, up yeah when the when the mascot fang that's supposed to be the hint right like if you didn't get it already when you watch the video when the mascot comes out and starts throwing a concrete brick on the when car, the cops didn't show up yeah I mean, then you're like on. okay this is i get it so anyways uh i think it's great marketing i thought it was fantastic i thought uh that you know philadelphia union have won by the way their media team has won uh because they do in good the past shit. for in the league for for the best media team and that was a really good one they they got this snapchat guy a youtube star in the area that does this character and that that's the character that they use, and I actually never knew about him. So now I follow him, and I watch some of his YouTube videos, and they're S- fucking hilarious. So can we smash up a uh, rusted out '79 El Camino when Orlando City comes to town? I mean, if you want to drop that money. Uh, <laughs> so reports are that Inter Miami are targeting Luis Suarez, which you mentioned, uh, Barcelona, <laughs> and even t- uh, Beck- uh, Beckerman. Uh, uh, Beckerman. God, Beckham uh, talked to Lionel Messi, apparently, about longer-term future. They have admitted to targeting three major players. Who knows who the third one is that they're talking about? Um, here's, the, here's the relevant nature to this Suarez rumor, though. This is what people are saying could make it legitimate. Suarez had surgery before the Copa del Rey final, which sparked backlash uh, in Barcelona, since it was seen as him prioritizing Copa Americana over Barcelona. It's been reported now that Barcelona's board sees him as transferable. He's also... Again, getting up there in age. Yeah. Uh, he's done everything there. Yeah. 
Um, and Barcelona is is a what has you what have you done for me lately club? Always have been. Always have been. They didn't win the Champions League, so this year it's it's literally like they they need they need a scapegoat, and it's never going to be Messi. We know that. So if Suarez is the one who has to fall on his dagger. He's made moves before. I mean, keep in mind, he played at Ajax, he played at Liverpool, he played at Barcelona. You know, there's nothing to say that he won't make a mercenary move to MLS and ball out and cash in. Yeah. Why I'll, would you not take $40 million to go to Miami like in a, in a David Beckham-style move? Yeah, and he'll get all the charter flights. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Imagine. Could you imagine him sitting in Hartsfield-Jackson? Oh, my God. In coach, wait, you know, waiting on Stand a— Standby. Could yeah. you? Could you, though? With his name up on a board? Not at all. Suarez, please come to the counter. Suarez. Luis <laughs> Suarez. Uh, so, guys, if we look at the table, we're in third place behind DC United. As we alluded to, we are two games in hand at DC. DC, who's a second, and we have one game in hand uh, with Philadelphia. Uh, and uh, we have the Open Cup match coming up on Tuesday the 11th. Uh, that's the only game we have during this break, really. Hey, Charleston uh, Battery, imagine that. In Charleston yet again. <laughs> and so we'll, you know, that's the region. So we'll see uh, we'll see them, and it's always an interesting match uh, matchup when we play. Never a given, especially when we're playing young guys. There's no, you know, we <laughs> just no guarantee. And that's that something we'll we go should through. ask. Can you, If you're listening to this podcast and watching this, this broadcast, please... I want to see your predicted starting 11 for that match because we're all going to be way the hell off, but it'd be interesting to know yeah, what some of the listeners Yeah, tweet think. at us, put it in your comments. You're going to have a, you're going to have a few starters in that match. Let us know. Song. Also, let us know in the comments, uh, YouTube, if you're watching YouTube, let us know Parker's how much, you think, Barco, the, how much you think Barco uh, could sell for today. That would 25. be interesting. Uh, tell Kelly she's wrong and then put why. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are on a break until the 26th. Uh, Toronto FC is our first match. Um, that's going to be always a tough one. Uh, I don't care uh, who you are. Uh, and then we get the Canadian two-step with Montreal at home yeah. like, right after that. Pasuelo's been a little quiet, though, lately. Uh, it's but not Toronto. Anymore. It's Montreal's been, been really good. Yeah. Well, uh, Montreal just uh, also lost. Uh, for Montreal, they've been really good. For Montreal, okay. <laughs> Let's preface it. <laughs> Montreal just lost Piatti. And then we play Ugh. Chicago again. For, for right. a Columbus bit. just lost Federico Higuain for, yeah, the season, for the season. So. Then we play Chicago, and then we play Red Bulls again, which E will, said he's going to try to come down uh, from High Press Podcast. He and needs to out. do that. And, I, and I'm reaching out right now. Uh, Jamie Chin, Nicole Hack, I know uh, July the 3rd. Uh, Atlanta United plays Chicago Fire. I would love to come see that match and shoot in away days in Chicago. Yes. Just putting it out there. It would be amazing. We would love to, that. To come sh uh, shoot with you guys. So, And uh, we have friends, uh, a lot of friends there in uh, in the supporters groups up there as well. So that would be a great connect. Um, Atlanta had two games coming up uh, Friday on the 7th. Uh, they play the Red Bull Reserves. And then the next week after that, they uh, are also at home again against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Um, some upcoming events, guys. Those damn Riverhounds. Atlanta United is hosting a whole bunch of World Cup watch parties starting June 11th. You can find those at uh, atlutd.com slash fans slash events. Um, but there are a whole other awesomer, I think, uh, watch parties happening as well. Uh, but Mexico versus Venezuela. Tata is in town. In yep. fact, he is picking up his championship ring on Thursday, it said. Oh, really? Well, they held on to it so that they could give it to him in person. I'll be there. I was hopeful that he was going to be driving home the spike last week. You know, that would have been, been, been so dope. Would have loved that. I bet they didn't for Frank. They're like, all right, we don't want to overshadow Frank. Could you imagine like, how loud Frank. it would have been? We don't want to overshadow Frank. Our Frank. ears would have been bleeding. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of other Women's World Cup events, um, there's a kickoff party when we talked about the Midway, Mid pub, Midway yeah. pub. They are doing a kickoff party event on the 7th uh, at Midway Pub. 
And uh, so that's just this week. Uh, and a another big event that they're doing. I mean, they're doing watch parties at Midway Pub all throughout the World Cup. Yeah, any, uh, anytime there's a game, they, they will have a watch party. Kelly, yeah. call your winner and your runner-up right yes, now. It's the World Cup. It's oh, the only damn World Cup going on right now. Can. All right, call, so. call your winner and your World and, and your and your World Cup uh, runner-up. France is the winner. Ooh. Well, of course, she's uh, French. Yeah, um, she's also German. I am also German. She just stuffs that deep inside. I just stuff it deep, deep inside. <laughs> Although Germany is is really a good, good contender, and they this have year. dope videos that they put out. Yep. Um, <laughs> I forgot the way that the brackets line up right now, um, but I. If, without looking at the brackets, that I might be completely wrong with this. I think France is my winner, and my runner-up is Spain. And then uh, they'll have another big event going down, maybe giveaways or other things uh, for the watch party specifically on the 16th. And, of course, you can also find all the World Cup uh, games here at Hudson FC uh, throughout the tournament if you are in this area as well and you don't want to go all the way to Midway Pub. And, uh, uh, yeah, check it out. So Jay, call your winner and your runner-up right now. Uh, I think uh, n I think Norway is going to win. Okay. That's a long shot. I wow. think I think it's going to be one of those Croatia upset situa situations. Mm. I think, uh, or they'll make it to the final at least. That is a, uh, who do they play in the final? I don't know what the bracket looks like. We need to Just, we need to get our without, shit together. Without looking at the bracket, though, who would you imagine would be in that final? Um, France and England. France and England in the final. Well, I mean, I think those two are, are final material. They are final. Um, I don't know if they're on the same, same side of the bracket or what, but now I gotta go look up the bracket now. Hold on. I was gonna say England, China versus. We should do. We well, when we do our net, when you guys do uh, Queens of South, you should. Yeah. So break, next Tuesday, keep an. Uh, well, next that. Wednesday when it drops, go into the bra bracket, yeah. and then Jay and I can do a video cut in where it's like, hey, we informed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer in the street stuff coming up, guys. The ATL Champions League kickoff party is. Uh, if you're watching this as it comes out on Wednesday, it is tonight, Wednesday, June 5th, from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, at the uh, even time. Tide Brewery, so uh, be there, check it out because uh, they'll be hosting a draw for the ATL Champions League to, to decide the bracket, along with a live podcast by Jason Longshore and Soccer Down Here, and then the actual event, which has raised over $71,000 already, is on June 9th, that's Sunday, June 9th, at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta Training Ground from 1130 to 530. Kelly will be out of the town, but I'm going to be try to be there and uh, do some podcasting with Jason Longshore and maybe some others. Maybe uh, uh, AJ will be there. I'm not yeah. sure. And are, um, aren't we Team Belgium in that? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, just... I think I'm, we're, uh, we're Team whatever Jessica tells us we are. Yeah, <laughs> no. So we, we, we just do whatever Jess tells us to That's do. That's the safest bet. Um, we have some iTunes reviews. Uh, oh, why don't you read them while I look at the bracket? <laughs> uh, all right. First one. Uh, by uh, Summer Yada. It Summer says, Yada. It says, ATL UTD culture and community, five stars. Great podcast about the support culture around Atlanta United and the community as a whole. Thank you, Summer Yada, for your review. Uh, we'll be sure to enter you into the giveaway when we hit 100 reviews. Also, from Shelly Milliken. Shelly Milliken. Look forward to it every week. Five stars. Probably not their target demographic, as I am now a middle-aged soccer mom in the suburbs, but I love this podcast. You are love, exactly the target. Demo <laughs> Every demographic is the target. Every, everyone's a parceros uh, <laughs> and relegated. Love the fan-centric approach to covering ATL, UTD. Kelly, Jessica, and Jay keep it interesting, insightful, and funny. I enjoy the friends hanging out, having a drink, talking football vibe. Makes me forget I'm driving my minivan and think I'm hanging out ITP instead. Who is Cheer that? <laughs> Cheers and keep up the good work. Thanks, Shelly. Shelly Milliken. 
Appreciate it. Minivan uh, Milligan. That's uh, 87 reviews, guys. When we get to 100, we'll do a giveaway. If you leave a review, uh, we can see your name, and we'll use an honor system because we pull your name out. We obviously don't know your email address and stuff. You're anonymous, so we'll need you to reach out. But we'll do something like that, and then we'll do a general giveaway as it's well. It's going to be one of your one of your used tanks. Well, <laughs> well yeah, yeah, one of my 15 used tanks. Um, and then also, uh, so, so coming up with Unrelegated, as I said, uh, you'll be seeing a lot of Women's World Cup coverage, especially from Kelly and Jessica. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. We may attend a watch party and do a recording there as well. ATL Champions League coming up. All the things. Also, check out my latest video on the Unrelegated YouTube channel. Okay? Uh, and it is a tailgate spotlight on Parceros United, following them around, drinking Guerbo. Uh, that reggaeton having was a, amazing. Having a dance party after the match. It was lit at that tailgate. It was wild. If you missed it, if you just want to get yourself psyched up for the next tailgate, go and check out that motherfucking music video. Yes. That's can I can I do a side a sidebar right now? Yes, please. All right. So instead of trying to get the the final, because uh, I can't pull up, for some reason nobody's created the bracket yet, which really bothers me. Uh, let's just pick our winners of each group. So Go. Group A is France, Korea, Norway, and Nigeria. Uh, Nigeria. Norway. Norway wins in Group A against I'll go, France. Are you I'll, go, I'll go France wins, Norway second. All right, France first, Norway second, and Group A. All right, Group B is Germany, China, Spain, and uh, South Africa. China, Spain. China, Spain. You don't think Germany has a shot in that I, one? It's not that they don't have a shot. It's just that's going to be one of those. Somebody wins it with four, okay. and, and then there's going to be everybody else beats some okay. beats each other up. Jay. No idea. No idea. Uh, group C is Australia, Italy, Brazil, and Jamaica. Jamaica's their first time. Yeah. Brazil, no, Italy. Brazil and Italy. Okay. That sounds about um, right. I will tell you right now that Australia will win that group. Mm. I'm okay. 100% Sam Care is going to kill people. Well, then you're going to go with Australia, Brazil? I'm going to go with Australia, Brazil. Right. Yep. Uh, group D is England, Scotland, Argentina, and Japan. Yeah, Japan and England. It, Japan and England and Japan. England, Japan, and that Yes, order, yeah. I would agree with that. Group E is Canada, Cameroon, New Zealand, and the Netherlands. Canada and the Netherlands. Okay. I'm going to say New Zealand and Netherlands. Okay. All right. Uh, group F is USA, Thailand, Chile, and Sweden. Thailand USA and US. Sweden. Thailand and Sweden, you said? No, Thailand and US. US, Thailand US? US and Thailand. I said US and Sweden. Although US I think Thailand is going to be the... the if there was a so third the place thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's going to be between them. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. U.S. Cool. wins that cool. group going away, though. All right. Well, uh, I look forward. Maybe you guys can break into that further. Uh, I'm sure you guys are going to talk all sorts of stuff. World yeah, Cup me and Jess related. will hit a, hit, a, hit a bunch of that. Because um, by well. that time next week, we would have already been. Uh, the U.S. will actually be playing or have already played by the time we record on Tuesday. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Devin, where can people find you? At Devin for real, D-E-V-O-N, the number four real, and also at 4RealSports, LLC. All right, and uh, also 4 You can check out the video and on YouTube. Um, like, subscribe, and share this episode if you're watching on uh, the Atlanta United Fan TV YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening, you can check us out there as well uh, and see our wonderful faces um, as we're screaming at each yes. other and interrupting each other. Uh, here, one of us on Soccer Down Here for the Unrelegated Takeover every Monday at 10 a.m. on Soccer Down Here. Um, and I think next week is Kelly and then me, uh, or me and then Kelly. I don't remember, but we'll figure it out. And then find us at Unreal ATL on all the social media. You can find me now. Oh, my God. At J- he made a jailbreak, at son. At J- J-A-Y-W Riddle. That's J-A-Y-W Riddle. The underscore has been replaced with a letter. Uh, thank you, Celine Dion, uh, for, for that. 
Uh, and if you don't know the story behind that, well, just hit me up in a DM. I'll be glad to tell you about it. <laughs> For as long as you're out of Twitter jail. <laughs> well, you can find Kelly at the Kelly Francis, and you can find Jessica at Jessica ATL. UTD. Before we go, I also want to give a huge shout out to our home studio, which is Hudson FC. Yes. Yes. Uh, they much love to Fran. I, f- I finally got to eat one of my spaghetti sandwiches again, and the world has been set right. They also have a some samosas, uh, ice it? cream cake. Yeah, it was insane. I will never be able to th- eat cake again. Okay. I feel. Diabetes. Diabetes. Well, it was ice cream cake, right? It was ice cream. It was caramel. It was coconut. It was chocolate. It, it was, was hazelnut. It was graham crackers. Oh, it my was God. diabetes. Oh, my God. It was so delicious. <laughs> All right, guys. I want to thank you again, Devin. Thanks so much. And, Always, uh, man. Yeah, man. We'll catch you guys in the flip side. Peace. Peace.